good mics are on and people can't give me shit anymore for forgetting to turn it off until I do it again. <laughs> I think at this point it'd be irresponsible of me to not do that every right. once in a at while. At least once in a while, right. Because it's going to become a bit soon. And yeah, and just bring it back. I may record a whole episode where mics aren't even on and that'll be this really like meta thing that people will be like, wow, that's, that's deep. Yeah, um, I think I think they'll think that. Like you broke the fourth wall. That's right. And then we'll record an episode where the entire time I'm eating potato chips right. and that will morph into or maybe branch out to a another genre of us making the videos of, you know, people record themselves eating. We could do that. Yeah. Or you could really break the fourth wall and you know, record an entire episode where we're listening to ourselves, listen to ourselves. <laughs> it, we could do commentary. We could do like mystery science theater on our own episodes. Exactly. Yeah. That's not a bad idea, actually. It'd still be better than the grappling nets. It would be. We could wait maybe by episode 50 and then do a commentary on episode one from us right. and then really make fun of it. Or on Spotify, we still have one episode of Calculated Chaos on there. We could make fun of that one. We, we easily could make fun of that one. <laughs> what are you working on this week? mentally spiritually no i'm kidding i don't care about your mentally <laughs> spiritual development uh your okay. jujitsu eye what are you what are what you working, working on um i've been looking at a lot of things and it's kind of funny because we're, we're at a point where um a lot of the competitors are, are all doing the same thing which which is usually when that starts to happen when you see 10 to 12 months worth of everybody's doing the same kind of guard everybody's doing the same kind of guard pass everybody's doing the same escapes same transitions the same attacks Every ten to twelve months, there's like a there's going there's going to be somebody who's going to come up with a breakthrough, something unique and unusual, and uh, and it's going to catch everybody like off guard for three to four months until people people figure it out and start imitating it and implementing it. And I'm currently on the lookout for what that would be. Are we ripe for the new thing? How long has has it been? About ten, twelve months of just the Actually, same old. We're, we're, we're a little overdue. We're about thirteen, fourteen. Are there any big competitions coming up that... Yeah, Worlds is in a month, I think. Oh, that's right. I it'll be, it'll that. be two weeks when this comes out, but yeah. That's right. Very and cool. this kind of goes into the episode today, too. How so? Next card. Well, this goes... No, I said, how so does this go into... Today's episode? Yeah. Well, Marcel, you know, developed X card and took everybody by storm for years. Oh. At Worlds. Is that at, it? At... at every competition just in general yeah it didn't matter where he entered okay well today's episode is on x guard which i for the longest time thought was axe guard oh my god (laughs) because i only (laughs) heard people saying it and i just thought they were saying axe guard so i i said axe guard until i saw it in writing and realized i am an idiot okay was that today Fortunately, it was not up until the lead into this. Oh, okay. This. All right. All right. At least that's what I'm going to say. Now, uh, yeah. So X Guard is something that we actually have been working on for um, about eight or nine weeks. Yeah. Working on it now. Are we in the middle? Or are we tailing towards the end of about the series? Three quarters of the way through. Well, X Guard, let's just start by telling briefly what you like about X Guard. Uh, in four words or less. Oh, damn. I, no, I don't you, know. can, you, can, like you can use like six, right six or there. seven words. Okay, all right. 
X-Guard to, to me for a long time, especially when I was going through, when I was like a purple belt is when X-Guard blew up and became huge. Um, it was kind of one of those guards that I never saw a point because... When you were purple belt, would that have been mid to like 2000, like mid 2000 aughts? It would have been 13, 14 years ago. Okay. Something like that. All right. Um, no, it was, um, how would I put it? It was one of those things that was new. It was fancy. It was like gimmicky. Um, at the time, the people that knew some X-Guard were not very good at it. So it was easily, you know, easily thwarted and it was easy to kind of ignore the, the X-Guard. And it wasn't until I spent some time studying and watching, um, guys that were pulling off, particularly Marcelo Garcia, you know, who's accredited for developing it. And that I understood the value. The value of X-Guard is not necessarily the techniques in it. There's only so so many techniques in X-Guard. But the, 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 to me, the greatest value is that it very much opens up a, a almost like a roundabout in your guard game to where you can jump on and then either do something in the roundabout or transition into a different guard very easily. Um, and it connected guards that were usually very, very distant from one, one another. Well, I like that concept. As you pointed out, it was something that was made popular by Marcelo Garcia. Right. Not started, but not created. I, I won't say that he created because there's there's been people doing weird stuff um, for a long time. You know, uh, if you watch like the very first instance that I saw, fifty fifty, which is a different guard. We'll talk about it eventually. Um, the first person I saw do fifty fifty on purpose in an actual competition where it mattered was Haja Gracie and Jacare in like 98. And, you know, like, so you can't say that like Hafa Mendes or Cabrinha or even um, Ryan Hall created or developed, you know, 50-50. So I won't say that Marcelo created X-Guard. I will say that he he developed and, and I would say that he could consider, we could consider him the father of X-Guard but um, it's very hard to say somebody created it. I would say he de- took an idea and developed it, you know. Okay. And how did he make it popular? Where was it? Where, what was he doing? What did he figure out about it that made people take notice? Well, you know, you got to keep in mind that up until, I mean, when did iPhone come out? 2007? So this is important because until then, people didn't have cameras readily available, right? So Well, they had just garbage shitty, ones. Shitty ones, right. So, you know, and, much, and like I so said, YouTube wasn't very big until around then as well. So media uh, footage was very hard to come by and it was kind of prized and traded and, 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 and so on. And you had to do a lot of things that you're not proud of to get footage of, <laughs> of people. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> no, so the, the reason I bring this up is because I was uh, 2000 and... Five, I think, was my first world competition, and and I think in two thousand and six was the first time I saw Marcelo Garcia compete. Um, I was actually there to watch. I, I competed and I hung out and I watched the black. I came back to watch the black belts, and uh, you know I, I knew who he was by name. I seen pictures of him, but again, nothing great. You know, it wasn't as easy to see to know who these people are. You just hear the name and what they've done and accomplished, and I've known him to be like this super tough guy this great competitor you know nobody could like stop him and 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 you know i heard it from reliable sources and i remember i think i think it was 2006 i remember being in the crowds um 
while watching the tournament and you know this this little guy is walking around and there's like it's like paparazzi around him like there's like tons of people taking pictures that you know he's wearing a gi like the cleanest white gi possible and he's walking around and there's like just a crowd of people around him like begging to take pictures with him like shake his hand just weird at a jiu-jitsu tournament <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's just absurd you know especially like those guys that were competing because i mean there were other world-class athletes there but those guys are usually like in the bullpen and they're warming up or they have headphones on they're very focused like they don't like to be interrupted and people respect that Marcelo Garcia is smiling, shaking hands. He's like kissing babies. You know, he's doing all sorts of like things you wouldn't expect somebody who's supposed to be competing in, you know, five minutes for mm-hmm. a major title to be doing. And then like they called his name. They're like Marcelo Garcia to, you know, whatever ring number he was supposed to be at. He was late. He was like, he was, he, he must have left to go somewhere and, and he was having a hard time getting back because of the fans. So they're calling him. He had him. to return a baby that he kissed to the parent. He couldn't find something that like that. Yeah. So, you know, he he like steps onto the onto the mats and goes out there and just destroys this guy. This guy had no idea what was happening to him. Walks right back out and goes back to kissing babies and shaking shaking hands and taking pictures like nothing ever happened. Security comes out, says, "Sir, you you have to stop kissing babies." It's, <laughs> parents are complaining. Yeah, you know. So it, it it was. I think it was then that that it was my first time to that I was able to, to in person see um, X guard being you know very aggressively and actively being used to 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 destroy people in competition. So it wasn't something completely foreign to you but is that the first time that you saw it cleanly and effectively used and thought okay i could i could adopt this i think that was the first time i saw people you know because like people did x guard to me before 2006 but but it was like i said the people that knew some of it were not very good so like it led me to believe i didn't know any better it led me to believe that x guard was just you know you could just easily beat it and 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 move on Mm -hmm. and you know, not when Marcelo did it, you know, when he did it, like people had no prayer, had no idea what, what, what was happening. Um, you know, his dexterity with his legs and his ability to control balance and posture was incredible, which, um, you know, which is one of the key, uh, characteristics of a good X guard is the ability to control opponents balance and movement. Um, and he, he would, you know, he's a big butterfly guard guy. Um, he likes he, his game is very simple. If you look at if you ever watch Marcelo Garcia on his feet, he's gonna look for you know an arm drag to single leg. Um, if he if he gets it, great. He gets, stays on top. He's gonna find a way to submit you. You know guillotine is usually a, a pretty common attack. Um, if he can't get it or if it's too tough and somehow he ends up on the bottom, he goes butterfly. If you try to defend butterfly, he immediately transitions into X and then people just you know, get swept, tapped, or he transitioned somewhere more beneficial even. Um, so, um, that was, like I said, that was the first time I saw this, this little guy who I heard about got there, pull a guard that I didn't think was going to be anything special in a world tournament and destroy world-class athletes with it. Um, so it, it made me really sit down and, and kind of analyze what exactly was happening and that this is something that I should definitely incorporate into the game. Okay. So maybe take, we'll take a step back, talk about exactly what X guard is for people listening. Also take three steps back. You know what? I, I realized the last couple episodes, I forgot to do this. I'm Andrew Dizimoni. 
and this is Corella Gracie. I was going to ask you just the intros. (laughs) I was going to, I was going to ask you if you were just going to skip that or or what the deal was. Um, like many uh, things, I forgot to do it. Oh, I thought it was just like a new, a new thing. You're just switching it up. Yeah, like psh, we don't even need to introduce ourselves anymore. Or what? Fourteen episodes in? Fifteen? Yeah, now? this is fifteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Can't stop us. <laughs> like the Johnny Carson of podcasts. Pretty much. So, stepping back to what X Guard is, if you're listening, look it up so you can see it visually. But. We're here to teach too, so we can kind of go over what X Guard would be. So the traditional traditional position for X Guard would mean that um, your opponent would be standing up. Generally speaking, they're standing up. Sometimes they can be a knee down, but traditionally speaking, the opponent's standing up. You are laying down on your back. You will have one of their ankles by your shoulder, and your hand your hand that's underneath your opponent would wrap around and cup the knee or grab the pant leg, you know, and. Um, so you're like holding together. their almost like their legs like thrown over your shoulder if you're like carrying yeah. like a a log right. over your shoulder right. and then your legs would come up and you'd have your your shin one shin with your one knee pointing towards the opponent's butt one knee pointing towards his groin and your feet would cross right that cross is where the X guard comes from is that if it's the shape of an X right. Um, and then your the axe would then block the opponent's thigh, so you would be controlling the opposite leg with your legs, and then the near leg with your arm. Okay, so that's what it. That's literally what it is. Um, we can kind of go into the mechanics of it. One thing I, I read that I thought was interesting was some people are saying X guard isn't a guard, but it's a just a sweeping position. Right, sweeping position. That's what I saw someone said, which I then thought. <laughs> It, what is any guard if not like a sweet sweeping position or a submitting position? <laughs> or a submitting yeah. position? Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. Pe- some people are just saying it's not a guard. What, what do you think about that? So again, I think that goes back to you know, if you look at close guard, we spent three years in our you know close guard course series you know system. Um, there were I mean we did hundreds of techniques from close guard. You look at X, we're you know three quarters of the way through, and we're only what eight nine weeks in. So it's very, very small. Um, it's it's not a, 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 there's not a wide number of techniques that are from X-Guard itself. Generally speaking, today, when what you see in competitions is if somebody goes to X-Guard, they're either sweeping right away, they got ahead, or if they cannot sweep or submit, they use it as a means to transition into a different guard. You know, that's why I used the example of the roundabout earlier. So it's not like you see people doing X guard and staying in X guard for two, three, four minutes. That doesn't happen. It's, it's usually a quick sweep, a quick submission, or they move on somewhere else. It's, you know, a 35 seconds to a minute position max. Mm -hmm. If you're there longer than that, something's going wrong. (laughs) Right. Okay. I like the idea of it being just a connecting point to a bridge to something else that you're more comfortable with or something that, right. Unless you can get that quick submission or that quick sweep. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Then, then that's okay too. Okay, so with X guard, uh, if if you're going for just the traditional X guard, some of the elements that you need. I mean, I think to me, when I think about it, one of the most important things is going to be, um, well, I guess two points. One is securing that leg by your shoulder. Mm-hmm. The other is the crossing point under their leg. Let's start with where your feet are crossing under their mm-hmm. thigh. What's the purpose of that? So the the idea. So the reason why X guard works is 
if you cause the opponent to do the splits, okay, anybody really, it doesn't have to be even somebody fighting, anybody that does the splits, um, let me backtrack, anybody that gets to the end range of a joint, okay, of, of a joint mobility, um, once you get to the end range, the joint itself will become stiff, and anything that's stiff is easily moved, right? So when you are in X-Guard, the traditional, most common approach to X-Guard is to extend your legs and hold one knee in place. And when you extend, you're essentially forcing the opponent into a splits position, right? Now, the less flexible you are, the less distance you have to go to achieve that end of range of motion, right? And then once that happens, the opponent is now, his hips are immobile, his legs are immobile, he, his legs and hips are stiff, essentially, and then sweeping them becomes easy. Why is that? Why is this that split, getting that splits, the spread of the legs, so crucial to doing? Because remember, the opponent's staying up, right? Mm -hmm. So if you take his leg mobility and zip mobility, and now you can easily move the thing that he's standing on, it, it's essentially like, a, you know, you've ever seen one of those, think of like a, an old desk that, you know, sits perfectly straight, you know, straight up and you can put stuff on it and it holds weight. But as soon as you push it on an edge, the whole thing just shakes, you know? And again, and that's because it cannot bear weight sideways or forward and back. The opponent's setting up all his weights in his legs. If he can't move them and he can't control them, he's essentially just waiting to be moved. And, and, and then the balance goes out the window. Um, the it's a super powerful position and I, and I think one of the things that you didn't mention that are also crucial to to X guard but also to any guard is the ability to control posture so um, generally speaking we want to get our opponent to not be staying up straight okay even if we can control their legs if they're staying up straight they're generally going to be heavier so if we can wobble them and tip the upper half down forward or back um, then we can easily maneuver them it sounds weird to say you can control the posture of a standing person when you're lying on your back, but yeah. the way that you initiate that is spreading those legs. Right. The next step after that, securing the leg mm -hmm. by the shoulder. Right. Is that simply just a point that allows you to control the leg? Right. If you don't control the leg that's near you by your shoulder and you extend their legs, right, when people start getting to the end of their range of motion, they want to get it back. So they'll just step their leg closer to the other leg and then the splits goes away, mm -hmm. right? But when you secure that and you kick that other leg out, nothing can move because you're holding that leg and he can't fight both of your legs with one of his and, and then he's stuck. What if you're with someone who's very flexible? Right, and that's usually where you see people really struggle with like X guard is if you get somebody who's hyper flexible or if there's a huge length difference. If you're trying to do this on, let's say Van, Van Damme, Jean-Claude right. <laughs> and right. you're stretching going, he's not unsteady yet. Right. Now, there are, like I said, there are ways of addressing that, right? There's always a modifier or a variation on whatever sweep you're trying to do. But generally speaking, if they're more flexible or if they're longer than you, it is more difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, just like it is difficult to triangle a guy who's super stocky. Like, sure. Generally speaking, it's just more difficult. We talked about the setup. You position yourself. What's the first thing you do there? I think of like, you're going for a sweep. What's a sweep that just, if you're teaching this to your class, you go, all right, set this up, boom, that's X guard. Now I want you to go to this point. So in a perfect world, the the what I would do after controlling the legs would be to grab a sleeve or a collar 
so that they're a little bit bent over, that it helps eliminate the issue of the flexibility or extra length. Um, and again, once you grab the collar or the sleeve, they tend to be, you know, almost bent over at the waist. Um, you're using the opposite hand, the hand so you're still keeping hand. the right, 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 leg. Right. So I have a free hand. I might as well use it. Now, um, sometimes that's not possible, right? You get a guy with really good posture. He's they're not going to give you their sleeves. Their collars are hard to reach. Um, so you still move move on past that. But just in a perfect world, I'd like to have some sort of upper body anchor. Um, so at that point, I extend the legs, but I'm not extend the legs um, underneath him. I extend the legs 45 away, 45 degrees away from him. Okay. So the idea is to create a bigger range of motion. Is that 45? Are you you're moving out so away from your head towards like your feet? Is that's the motion you're going? And then the direction is are you going towards let's say your outside limb Correct. or the inside? Outside. Outside, outside limb. Okay. Yeah. Towards my free arm, so to speak. Okay. And then once we do that, there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a huge weight shift on the opponent towards my feet. Okay. And, and usually when that happens, one of two things, uh, the opponent reacts one of two ways. They'll either put their hands on the ground to not fall. Okay. Any fall is when there's a huge weight shift that you're not ready for. Right. So either they'll catch themselves on their hands or they'll fall. If they fall, Hey, whatever, you know, it's an easy sweep, but the real sweep is not assuming your opponent is going to suck, right? The real sweep is assuming that they're going to be better than you. So assuming that they're good and we, we do this, they catch themselves on one hand or both. And then what we do then is get up on our free elbow and then get up on that hand to do a technical stand up. And then once we're technically standing, we have one of their legs on our shoulder, their their weight is on their hands. They can't really move. And then you can either, you know, run the pipe or you know walk towards them and then get the takedown okay there are variations too with x card right there are many absolutely what are the different not explain every single one but what are some of the different so X-card variations? Um, the the two common ones are like the the normal x guard and single leg x um there is uh, something that like Stembowski uh, references as uh, fake x which is what i what i called it in class as well um, so generally speaking, in X guard, you want the the leg that's underneath your opponent, the knee that's closest to his to, his, to their butt, to their hip. You want that leg on top, generally speaking. And for years and years and years, having the leg that's closest to the groin, the knee that's closest to the groin, having the leg on top was considered wrong. It was considered like it's not a good X guard. There's not a lot of options here. Um, Why was that? It wasn't developed. Okay. I mean, it's not like, you know, somebody woke up one day and like, you know, Matrix downloaded, you know, all X guard there is to know. It was developed over time. And and I think sweeps are easier when you have the leg that's closest to your opponent's butt to be on top, right? That That is true. So why would you look for anything else if it's a, such an easy sweep? Um, so fake X is when the legs are in reverse. You have one leg on top of the other, the, the leg that's closest, the knee that's closest to the groin, that leg is on top of the, the other leg. And, and what that does for you is when you, when you do that, it becomes a much more offensive guard. It's not so easy to sweep, but it becomes much easier to submit, particularly with leg locks. So tra- you can transition from that point to leg locks on, is it this, which leg usually is it that you'd be hitting? You can hitting? attack either or. Okay. That's the, the great benefit. Generally speaking, the traditional attacks from fake X are 
on the leg that's being controlled by your legs. And then you said single leg. Right, single leg X. Um, and that's when you essentially do an ashigurami with your legs, but instead of having the opponent's ankle underneath your armpit, it's still over your shoulder. Yeah. And, and I'm not particularly fond of that. Why is that? <laughs> oh, man. All right, let me, let me get a drink of water. Hold on one second, because this is... While you're taking a drink of water, I wanted to take a moment to thank Jeff from Residential Dragons Apparel. We uh, literally, before we recorded this episode, we I had a package that came in the mail, pulled it out. Croyler and I opened it together like kids on Christmas Day, um, right next to my Christmas tree. It's still up. Yeah, and the milk and cookies. Milk and cookies. He was dressed up like Santa, which is weird. He showed up to my house dressed up as Santa. I, I don't want to know why. I, I changed it in his porch. <laughs> and it was like, is that a gorilla changing into a Santa outfit? I'm, I'm still in my Santa outfit right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he sent us, just out of the kindness of his heart, just three t-shirts, some stickers that he made with uh, some inside jokes of from the podcast he said his, his this his business he started with his kids because he wanted to teach them how to you know have a small business and kind of use uh, their create that is a creative outlet and it's really nice of him yeah, although he only gave us one dragon he did just give it um you're talking about the figurines yeah no there are two. Oh, there are two okay i was like we have to like it's not cool like i was gonna be upset about this yeah th- I almost just had a Game of Thrones spoiler. I yeah. <laughs> uh, don't want to do that to people. But uh, yeah, so thank you, Jeff. Guys, check him out. Residential Dragons Apparel. He, I think, was originally a friend's, uh, a fan of Grappling Dads. Found us. Seen the light. Seen the light. Hopefully he'll he'll learn. He'll see where the bar has been set now, and then it'll just be too lowbrow and easy to listen to right. Grappling Dads <laughs> after this. Um, so... Where did we leave so off? Single leg Get us X. back to the path. So single leg X, oh, right? That's what you're here for. Why, why I'm not a big fan of single leg X. Um, so, so my issue with single leg X is, generally speaking, um, it, if you're going to be in that kind of position, you're better off with a regular ashigarami with their their leg, their ankle underneath your armpit, so that you can be an immediate threat. Um, however, most tournaments follow. Whether it's loosely or strictly, follow the IBJF guidelines on as far as rules are concerned. And in IBJJF, if the ankle is underneath your armpit, and it's considered trapped, okay. So like if their ankle is in your armpit, it's considered a trapped ankle. And according to the rules, if you trap the hip and you trap the ankle, you cannot do um, unnatural rotations to the knee. Basically, that's what defines knee reaping. However, if the um, leg is on your shoulder, it is not considered trapped. Therefore, a knee reaping does not occur. Okay. So having that leg on your shoulder allows for more mobility for the guy on the bottom, allows for more maneuverability, which is great. Um, but at no point does not, no. It's very rare to find an instance where. You can either be a little bit mobile or very threatening. Does a little bit mobile outweigh the, the more threatening? Okay. So I think that's one, it's one of the adaptations that Jiu-Jitsu has created for 
or, or, or in order to adapt to tournament fighting. And, and that's not one that I'm super fan of. Don't get me wrong, you, you, you might see me do it if I ever need to do it, but um, it's not, not my preferred path. Okay. Kind of going back to you talking about X-Guard being a roundabout to take you to other places or uh, take you from one place to another. Mm-hmm. I was thinking we, we were coming, we from uh, in our class were coming off Butterfly Guard, right. going to X-Guard. Mm-hmm. What reason did you, I'm sure because you're a logical person, you had a reason to yeah, go from so, that guard to this guy. So we talked about um, if we ever lift somebody for a sweep in Butterfly, there is a, a perfectly good entrance to X guard if you need to, right? We also talked about if the opponent, if you call a drag the opponent from Butterfly and the opponent steps up as a means to stop the Butterfly, you can enter into X, right? And we talked about if the opponent decides to like smash and try to go to um, half guard from butterfly as long as you have a butterfly hook you can find your way into x so um x guard is a there is a window of opportunity when people are passing your butterfly guard generally speaking when people pass butterfly they go butterfly half side that's the traditional mm. path that there's a percentage i have a percentage written down on my notes somewhere Yard. um yeah um so some people will do butterfly they'll stand up and knee slice the half right because if they're in butterfly and they stand up and they don't knee slice they end up getting into lasso spider de la Hiva, and a bunch of other you know more difficult guards to pass so the easier the easiest pass the easiest path is butterfly half side we are eventually going to work on half guard in class right However, there is a, a window of opportunity when they have not completely passed your butterfly and not completely achieved half guard to where you can easily transition into X guard. And the benefit there is if you can capture them at that moment, they're not to the second step, right? If we think like butterfly half inside is three steps, mm-hmm. they, not, they have not achieved the second step yet. You're essentially in step 1.5 and you can from there transition back to X and from X, like I said, it's a roundabout. You can shoot anywhere and really frustrate the opponent. So um, that was the idea there. X guard, when we start started doing it, I could see how it would apply to my style. I could see how I would use it. I think there are a lot of people, probably larger people, who go, ah, that's not that's just not for me. That I, I can't do that. That's for little guys like you. Right. What do you say to those people? Oh, it's bullshit. <laughs> oh, let's hear why. Because I, I can do it. And I'm, I'm a huge dude. If I can do it, you can do it. What do? How does a guy that's large, not as flexible, as skilled as you, how does he, how does he bring that into his his repertoire? So the 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 most common complaint when people are learning X guard, and this is a common complaint across the board, regardless of size, um, but. It is more verbalized on the bigger guys, but they all have it. If you ask people, they all have the same. The most general comment is, it's so hard to get into X-Guard. Like, I have a hard time getting to here. Do I pull them on top of me? Do I, like, scoot underneath them? And and because people aren't very skilled, generally speaking, people aren't very skilled at getting into X properly, into X-Guard properly, they force X-Guard, Right. Now, anytime you force something, it becomes sloppy because you start, you know, using athleticism or physicality to make it work on something that's clearly not working or it's the wrong time for it. 
and then you add on top the the regular difficulties of your body. So if you're a bigger person or a longer person, right, getting into X guard is already going to be a little bit more difficult than somebody smaller. And then you add on the fact that you're not doing it properly or at the right time. And then you add the fact that you're, you know, adding physicality to make it work. It's getting sloppy. You're getting frustrated because every time you do get in there, it doesn't work because you're still trying to learn. And it just becomes this vicious cycle. And people just say, fuck it, I'm not doing this. It's not going to work. What is the state of X-Guard in today's jiu-jitsu? So you won't see people doing... um, you won't see people sweeping from X-Guard. It does happen. You will see it on occasion, but it's not as common as it used to be. Um, ever since Marcelo Garcia essentially retired from gi fighting, it dropped dramatically. The percentage of people or of, of X-Guard you know, being applied in competitions. Um, he, does, he did do it in, in no-gi for a while, although um, once he quit competing in no-gi, that kind of disappeared too. And um, what X-Guard has become in his absence it has been a waste for either doing kicking the opponent's legs and getting up into like a single leg or tra- using it to transition into De La Hiva or into some sort of spider guard warm guard if you're like Keenan and so on we, we mentioned earlier a lot of people say that X guard is for sweeping for transitioning are there any submissions that you hit from X guard oh absolutely there's triangles, there's omoplatas, there's... Um, How do you get the triangle from I'll have X-Guard? to show you. It's beautiful. Don't, don't keep me waiting. Let's, let's, let's hear a little bit about it. How, oh. do you, how do you get to the triangle position from there? So to, to achieve a triangle from X-Guard, you have to first control the opponent's upper body, right? So you get a sleeve. Sleeve is okay. Collar's better. Get the opponent to be bent over at the waist. And then what we're going to do is once the opponent's bent over the the hand that was holding the the pant leg over your shoulder that transitions to the collar okay okay as you transition to the collar you're going to grab the sleeve with your free hand the near side sleeve with your free hand and then you're going to try to sweep him it's not going to work because when you try to sweep him well you still have the same things tied up he has a free hand that free hand goes to the ground when that free hand goes to the ground one of your legs goes over the shoulder and then oh, okay. you find yourself in a triangle. Nice. Yeah. yeah it's right. it's super easy to do. Um, it's tough if you've never seen um, X-Guard before and it's your very first time in it. We won't cover that in our f- first go through with X. Um, it'll be something that whenever we finish the full cycle and we come back through, there will be a second layer. Yes. So stay tuned in like 22 years yeah i mean it's like our closed guard like there's a second layer to our closed guard that we have not touched yet okay who today in jujitsu has taken the the reins for x guard who are guys that from marcella who are guys that are still using it effectively who are people that you've seen recently that you think oh that's that's a good use of it um um, as far as girls um dominica blanite did a good job with it for a while. She doesn't compete anymore. Um, if, if you guys don't know who Dominica is, I, I hope I'm saying her name right. Um, if, if you've not seen her compete or you know who she is, you should definitely look it up. She is a complete savage. Um, she's, she's plagued by injuries. She's one of these... She's only 22, I think. 22, 23. Um, and I think she's the first female black belt to win um, 
double gold in the, at the world's her debut year as a black belt and then come back the next year and do it again wow <laughs> yeah uh she's incredible incredible jujitsu um but plagued by injuries so she's not competing right now i think she's she's going through some surgeries and some she's in college too and so on but um as far as the guys um keenan may not like to to be labeled as an ex-guard guy but keenan uh, a lot of his stuff came from ex-guard it's not ex-guard anymore but a lot of his transitions came from De La Hiva and X, and then he's now turned those things into warm guard and squid guard and, and all these other fancy guards. Um, and, you know, you'll see some of the lighter, lighter weight guys like Cobrina touch base every once in a while. You'll see Hafa Mendes every once in a while get into it. Um, generally speaking, you'll see guys in um, any, anybody that gets into 50-50 will have to, at some brief moment in that role, touch base into X. So if you see a 50-50 happening, it's usually like a failed attempt at X guard or, or a, a, they needed to do something for, you know, to rescue the position. Is X guard something white belts should hold on to learn? Just wait, get, get some no, basics down? Or would you say, give absolutely. it a try? No. No? No. I don't think white belts should be doing X guard. Oh, I thought you were saying absolutely they should try it. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think white belts have any place doing any sort of X guard. Why is that? So when you're learning math in school, right, they didn't put a formula in front of you and said, hey, what's the permutation on this thing? You know, they they said, hey, here's a number. This number means this quantity of things. And that's a, that's the white belt. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and any white belt out there, um, if you take offense to it, you just don't know it enough. Um, you know, I feel like a white belt when I when I sit down and talk jujitsu with my instructor, you know, mm. so it's all relative, right? If you use the analogy of math, you have to know what a number is. You have to know this thing. You have to know these things to lead up mm -hmm. to the more complicated math. What do you see as some of the building blocks you have to know to get you to right. that? To, to, so I would say, you know, get really good at close guard. Um, I think that's a, that should be a staple in everybody's jujitsu. Um, but, but specifically to build your skills to X guard, you definitely need to know half. You need to know, um, Butterfly, most definitely needs no butterfly. And then you need a, an auxiliary open guard of some sort. And the auxiliary meaning any open guard that would complement your entries and exits uh, into and out of X guard. Lasso, um, Spider, De La Hiva, any one of those would work as auxiliary um, guards to it. So you need to find a way in, which generally is half or butterfly. Those are the, 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 the cleaner, better entries. Um, and then when you're in X, like I said, it's that roundabout, right? You need to have an ability to go somewhere else should you not be able to pull off a sweep or a submission. And that's your auxiliary guard. That's your exit. Lasso, you know, De La Hiva, 50-50 X, uh, single leg X if you want, you know. Okay. Well, much like the X guard, we're going to use that point to just transition to the end. Look at you. Amazing. Well, yeah, well, I think that's, that's We're it. getting better at this. It's 15 in. That, that's what it is. It's 15, and then you got it. Unless you have anything else that you can no, think of. No, I think that's good. If there's any listeners out there that have never heard of Marcelo Garcia um, or have never seen him compete, I'm not talking about, like, Nogi Marcelo Garcia. I'm talking about, like, 1996 to 2006 Guy Marcelo Garcia. Look it up. He was a whirlwind of pain. Well, we'll I know we'll do one of our BJJ figure episodes on him because there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Well, I think now we're going to go and put on our Residential Dragon t-shirts. 
it's weird you already cut off the like the around the waist so it's just kind of it's like the whole belly and back is exposed but you do that to a lot of your t-shirts right but but that it's on top of my current santa outfit that is on top of that and then well when i wear t-shirts i just go winnie the pooh style i i I just go no pants so that's cool i think we're gonna go out to eat you're gonna be santa with a belly t-shirt and i'm gonna be pooh i'm gonna be grown-ass Winnie the Pooh man with just his (laughs) cock and balls hanging out. Perfect. All right, well, thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you next week.